Hi guys and welcome along to another Your Fit Podcast. My name's Sean Cornish, dietitian and trainer. And today I've got a really great catch up to share with you. A guy I think a lot of, uh, the sort of fellow that you'd love to introduce to your sister and hope one day maybe uh, he might become your brother-in-law. He's a, a really lovely fella. Uh, but he's already taken, for those of us out there trying to marry our sisters off, uh, he's married to a beautiful lady, Beck. He and his wife have uh, trained with us for the last 18 months, both in the preparation for their wedding initially, and then uh, in the preparation for Jack's first marathon and Beck's first half marathon. So it's a really great opportunity to, to spend some time and talk about that process and what exercise has meant to him in his life and, and all the challenges that come along with being a high achieving professional. Because I, I wanted to capture this moment because Jack's actually about to take off to Melbourne. He's uh, been awarded a scholarship to complete his MBA at Melbourne University. Uh, a pretty amazing honour and, and something that he's put high up there on his agenda professionally and thinks it'll, uh, it'll well, you'll hear all about his hopes and aspirations. But just wanted to mark a, a pretty momentous time point in time for Jack, uh, both in what he's achieved thus far in his short life and then also what he's about to go on and start. So, look, I hope you get a little bit out of it. He's a, a lovely man and, and one that I'm going to keep in touch with and continue our friendship with well beyond our training so you'll probably hear from him again at some stage on the podcast but uh here's jack porter guys well thanks for coming along mate really appreciate it welcome thanks mate it's good Uh, to be here mate it's uh it's a friday and you've just said goodbye to some colleagues you've uh you've had for a significantly long time and you're you're off i know i'm feeling pretty good it was a great send-off this week i uh i've made a lot of friends over the years and they were yeah, some, some really nice things that said, and we, yeah, we, we had a, a great last day and last week, so I'm feeling pretty excited about the things to come. The yeah, ahead. it's all pretty exciting. So, uh, so mate, you're, you're off down to Melbourne for the, uh, I won't steal your thunder, but you've, you've received a scholarship. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell you. us a yeah. bit about that and, and what the deal is there. So I'm off to do an MBA, um, okay. Masters of Business, and um, yeah, I've I'm going to take a year off work, be work uh, student full-time again, which <laughs> yeah, is wow. a bit weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. have been about almost 10 years since I've done that. and uh, But I think it's the right time in my career to sort of step back from what I've been doing in, in engineering and, and um, I have been able to... to focus on like really in the last couple of years work out what I where I want to take my career and this I think is an important part of that and and how I'll um, how I'll continue to develop and 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 I think I've, I've always had a general interest in business and I've had some experiences at work that have exposed me to the like well, truly what business truly means and it's something I want to uh, get into more of yeah. so um, it's it's yeah, I'm, I'm both excited and nervous and yeah, yeah. a lot of anticipation, but it's going to be it's yeah. going to be great. It's wonderful, mate. Congratulations. I, um, I'm sitting here and you guys can't really see me, but I'm green with envy. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's such an exciting opportunity for you and your, your wife, Beck to, to head yeah. down. Um, mate, we met about 18 months ago when mm-hmm. you were in you know, the throes of a really successful engineering career and, uh, and sort of building your way up uh, and... You were about to be married, yep. uh, and that happened. 
Yeah. Uh, and then setting the lofty standards that you you do, which was wonderful. Becky's uh, a, a really lovely lady and trains with Jack a couple of times a week here. Yeah. But setting the lofty standards that you do, the next challenge was what are we going to do next? Uh, and you decided to throw your hat in the ring and run your first marathon. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, a great experience overall, but it, it was a, a journey for sure, <laughs> yeah. and one that you uh, helped me along all the way. It it, uh, it it was it it seemed like the it, the perfect time to do it. We'd 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 sort of come to you a few months out from the wedding and just thought let's let's work with someone like yourself like make sure that when we're at the wedding we're we're feeling good we're in we're in good shape i mean what we would jokingly tell people it's our wedge shred but but, but we were <laughs> no it was it was not about that it was just about getting to your wedding day and feeling like you're healthy and fit and the, in the best shape of your life yeah. and so yeah. so that was great and and it was such a i like working towards something um in in exercise and and so having that build up and then sort of getting to that point feeling really great it's like well what's next like i, I need another another challenge another thing yeah so so yeah, the the marathon was 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 it, was it something to work towards. It's um, it was a you know, it's one of those really great opportunities in my career where you just click with a couple of people and it really works well. And quite often partners when we train together, it really does. It's a great dynamic we've sort of got going. But yourself and Beck were quite were very motivated when we initially met, and we really got cracking. And we we moved from one session per week into two pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the wedding and the honeymoon and everything was, uh, you know, a great celebration of two really wonderful people um, together. And then post that, uh, it was sort of time to set a bit of a, a lofty mm. goal. And Beck herself hadn't run a sort of distance more than 14 Ks before. So she said she'd like to do a, a 21. Yeah. And then you'd done a couple of halves before, hadn't you, mate? Just sort I of gives a bit of a background on your yeah. exercise sort of back then. So, I mean, I've always been a, a runner and I have done, over the years, always done Bridge to Brisbane and that sort of thing. Very casual, though. I've never been a yeah. part of a running club or anything too serious. Yeah. But I feel like I could I could do those sort of distances. And I had, in the past, I've done a couple of halves. And I think when I did my first half, I remember getting to the end of it and thinking, why would anyone want to run any further than <laughs> as I crossed the line? But but of course, like you you, you do you, as with a lot of things in life, you, you conquer one challenge and then you sort of look ahead and think about what what would be the next challenge. And so so for me, that was it's been on my bucket list for a long time. I think even probably I, I think I did my first half just after I graduated, and so I that's that's almost ten years ago now. So I was sort of like had the marathon in my head as, as something, um, but something, something I wanted to do in my life at least once. But I, I mean, it, it, it was, it's, it's a commitment. And I, I mean, it's something you've, you've got to commit a lot of time. It's, you've got to do more than just what I, I was a very casual runner. I just sort of go for a run when I felt like it. Yeah. Whereas a marathon, you, you've really got to sit down and knuckle down and do some work and yeah. put the hours in and, and having you there with a program to follow and managing our strength training and the cross training, it, it really enabled us to, to 
give gave me every opportunity to to give it a good shot. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No, knowing that um, Jack's personality type is that one that does like a plan in place and likes to work towards a goal and progress. Uh, that individual, when training like that, and if you're like this yourself, it's really important to set that out. And we literally printed out a calendar, and I put magnets on the back, and I put and I made sure it was on Jack's fridge, sort of deal, so that he could see it in front of himself. That's, I suppose, a bit of self-awareness. Jack knew that's what he wanted and what he needed, whereas some individuals find that a little overwhelming. Oh, look at what I've got in front of me. It's just a bit too much. And so um, knowing that that was what Jack wanted, we sort of put in place a plan. And, and then, mate, we come up against a few hurdles. Uh, yeah. In the early part, a lot of the suggestion in marathon running is around interval training. Uh, and what we did with Jack was we started sort of on a... a uh, just running around an oval, sort of four minutes on, three minutes off, that type of thing in a pyramid. And we ran into a bit of drums with your knee, didn't we? Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, it's something I'd, I, I'd always had this one knee that would given me grief. I think I'd injured it years ago and never probably done the rehab properly to, to get it back. So I always knew it was there. And I think just the, that... Uh, classic thing when you increase your load and and interval training was something new to me as well Mm -hmm. it flared up and and i'd seen a physio about it and uh and it was a friend of yours jane uh actually and and she was sort of like you've got to you've got to get on top of these things because marathon when you run a marathon it's about as much about the mental if not more about the mental than the physical and if you've got something in the back of your mind in your lead up that you're worried is going to stop you from doing it that when you do your long runs or even on race day, that's that's gonna if it's in the back of your mind before the race, then it's gonna come out and you're gonna find there's there's this voice telling you you've got to stop. There's a there's a problem there. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. So I was having a trouble with my knee. I thought oh the, the it's it's really acute after a run. I, maybe I've maybe I've really done something here that needs more than just like rice rest yeah, ice yeah, and yeah, all of that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. and. I so I ended up going and getting a MRI and yep. and and fortunately I mean there was nothing like I hadn't torn any ligaments or or done done anything yeah, anything yeah. too damaging but it, it was evident that like everything wasn't perfect either in terms of my like I I just needed to get better at resting and stretching and and increasing the load more gently and and yeah. Yeah, so it, it was it was something I knew, like because I think when you are preparing for something like that, you just need to find what work out what are the things that you're going to have doubts about, yeah. and put in a plan to address that. And for me, getting that scan was like, okay, I'm I'm I've closed that closed that off. It's not something I'm tr- I'm not trying to run through something that needs surgery or something yeah, crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just need to be better at. Um, I don't know, just getting the, the strength up. And that's something you helped me with a lot to to work out which muscle groups I needed to help yeah, with. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where as a, you know, in that strength and conditioning space, we're, we're not, it's not inside our scope to diagnose. And so when something goes beyond the realm of, of something that rest, ice, compression, elevation can't fix and reduce out the inflammation around a joint. And I'm very mindful and cognizant of the fact that Jack's a really young guy. He's got a, a, a really exciting 
he's in a great phase of his life, but he got a lot of years ahead of him, where which would involve kids and eventually grandkids and you know all of this amazing stuff. And for the sake of forty-two kilometers, which would be an amazing feat, I'm not really willing to be a part of something that's going to put any of that or jeopardize his health. And so using that as a bit of a, a scope, I was really reluctant to to sort of persist unless we had you know, clearance to know that we weren't doing any damage. Yeah. But what it did do was sort of, and, and to sort of preface that too, Jack's not someone that doesn't push hard. So in the studio, I always use sort of rate of perceived exhaustion or exertion, whichever way you, you want to look at it. But if 10 out of 10 is as hard a session as you as an individual have ever done, Jack's the sort of individual that likes to go eight and nine, you know, and, and I'm, I'm pulling back the reins rather than pushing Whereas with other people, it might be a bit different. So with, with knowing Jack is someone that wants to, you know, he's willing to push himself and that pain threshold probably isn't something that's going to pull us up. I just really wanted to get a couple of different opinions and, and we did that and knew that we weren't going to be doing anything wrong. But at the same time, what it meant was our, our training did need to change. And the other part of that is being the first marathon, we didn't really have any expectation on times. But we also needed to start to appreciate what we could run per kilometer and then swallow the ego a bit and go, you know, whatever that works out to be in terms of time, that's okay. Because the first question that a lot of people ask after these events is, oh, what time did you do? And so I was really mindful from my point of view, just to reinforce Jack, this is the first one, but let's get this under our belt and then we can talk times later. Uh, and, and I think in terms of the strategy for, for the preparation and the game day, that, that sort of played into your hands pretty well because it was a part of our plan, wasn't it? Yeah, and like I, I do like to run on shorter distances. I do like to run fast. I'm, as you know, I'm at park run yes. all the time yeah, yeah, and yeah. trying to work down that 5K time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so it is sort of, it, it was very foreign to me to, to set out on a run and really you're holding yourself back because you just know that you're feeling great like you, you're in better shape than you have been yeah. like you're training all the right muscle groups to be able to run good uh, like really yeah, quick times yeah. except you're just trying to say okay i just need to to pace myself so that when i'm really hurting after 25 k's in or whatever that, then that's when okay that's all, all of that holding back is now letting you keep going um, yeah, yeah. so and and i i had some lessons along the way in the training um, that and and some good experiences and some bad experiences in the training that I'm I'm grateful that I had both of those and and really because I I think if I'd I'd had the bad experiences on race day I don't know yeah. what would have happened <laughs> yeah. yeah wouldn't have been yeah. an enjoyable yeah. experience so um just with specific reference to that we won't go through the the in, you know individual week by week plan but. What you did do was work up to a point where you ran 32 Ks and we incrementally increased this guys. So Jack didn't go, okay, I'm doing five and then I go out and do 32. So this is over the course of an eight, nine week sort of incremental increase um, from I think we started about 10. So we, we ended up at 32 and then that first 32 didn't go so well, did it? No, no. So it was like uh, I got up, I was sort of thinking in my head, okay, I want to simulate race day. So I got up at seven o'clock on Sunday morning and I'm notoriously bad for having breakfast as well anyway on a weekend but I, I, I just I was like oh I really I need I've got to eat something I have one piece of toast so I had I had one piece of toast before I set out 
and and then at sort of seven thirty, that's about the same time the the race starts at the Gold Coast. And so I, I set out just uh, down the road from us is the Kedron Brook, and you can run for kilometres along the brook. Um, and I knew I had to start. I knew I had to take in water, and I knew I had to take in uh, food along the way. And so I'd been practicing doing that, stopping at drink fountains and things like that because as a I don't know I think a lot of people could relate to this if you if you don't run that kind of distance you, you the last thing you want to do on a run is eat something and so, mm. so you, it's something you've got to train for yeah, and, yeah, and so I, I I set out and I felt great for the first I mean at this, at this point I'd been doing a lot of runs so I felt great actually probably for the first 20k but I think there's a point at which you you run like when you you gotta you gotta push past the point where you're just relying on the energy you started with and you actually have to have to start start replenishing, start yeah. replenishing. and yeah. so because I was sort of worried about getting an upset stomach I wasn't actually having that much on me I had some some chews some energy chews and I had there were bubblers every eight k on this this run which. In hindsight, wasn't wasn't often enough, and yeah. so what what happened for me is I I got to about thirty two k, and I had intended actually to run thirty four, and so I was about two k from home, and like it, for the last five k, I was I was really hurting, starting to warm up. It got to ten thirty, and I, I I really I experienced what it's like to hit the wall, yeah. as they say, yeah, and yeah. and. And it was to be honest that 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 session was harder than the actual race that I, I did and and I ended up stopping two k out of where I wanted to be and called it there but um, I got so much from that I learned that I needed to be drinking more often like every on I I basically made the plan that I then stuck with yes. on race day yes. so I had to yeah. drink every five k instead of having chews which are basically a red frog yeah. I had the gels which are like a yeah. 10 times as much energy per shot in that. So uh, <laughs> More uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I had that. And um, yeah, I just, I then also had that respect for the distance because, because yeah. I set out at that first 32 K run at like a, probably more a pace that I could do a half marathon mm -hmm. at, but not a, something I could continue, can, continue on, on yeah. from. So I, I basically got to the end of that and was worn out. And so I, I like, I ended up, slowing right down and and because that was a bit of a disaster i said to myself oh i've still got three four weeks out till the race yeah. i'm going to do that again and i'm going to do it right and that's yeah. going to give me the confidence i need, to, need. Yeah. to do it and it's one of those things where you can read all the blogs in the world can't you mate and yeah. and you know we 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 put in what had been a really good preparation to that point but unless you actually like experience is the greatest teacher and if yeah. you hadn't have done that yeah. We wouldn't have had the learning. We wouldn't have had the plan for you. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been an individualized experience. You would have been going off blogs yeah. and what everyone else yeah. said. So it's really important that respect that Jack talks about comes from having actually done the work. You can't cheat it. It's not something that can be cheated. And then the flip side of that is having the courage and gumption to actually go again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's no fanfare. There's no, you know... 40,000 people aren't turning out on the Gold Coast to cheer you on for that next 32 Ks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get up the next time and, and you mentioned you changed those other things. Yeah. And you went ahead with the plan that you rejigged and, and altered. And how was the second 32 kilometer experience? That was that was good. That, that, that training run gave me the confidence I needed to actually 
feel like I could do the race. Yeah. And, and so I, I started out slower. I started out with a better meal before the, the run to begin <laughs> yeah. with. I had all the, the gels on me that I needed to get the replenishment I needed. And just sort of mentally as well, I don't think until I'd done that first one that I really respected the distance as much. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think probably a lot of people, if they're runners, if they're if they're especially if they're like me in the twenties and they're feeling like they could, just they're, they're quite active and like the thought of running ten k with not a lot of prep is is not the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. A marathon's not like that. You've got actually got to you got to work up to it. And yeah. so I I got that respect. And so I, I started out um, about a minute per kilometer slower than I had the week before. Yep. Yep. And um, uh, yeah. I and and then when I got to that. Uh, for me, I, I that week before I'd started battling from about twenty seven k, and yeah. and and so the twenty seven to thirty two that last five k, I actually set it up so that I got to the start of where we do park run at the twenty seven k mark, and so I I then knew I knew that that race, so and, well. and and it was just sort of like uh, I could do that last five k. I knew where all the markers were. I knew yeah. I knew what I knew that. Like a, I, I just it just was so familiar and 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 it just helped me push through that in the in the training and then once I sort of got to the end of thirty two, stopped voluntarily not <laughs> not not, not because to. I had to, and I then thought to myself well that yeah I could have kept going this this I'm now. I think we must have been about two weeks two and a half weeks out from the race at that point. Yeah, I think it was so, a three week sort of mark. You did it on Monday. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, almost yeah. three weeks. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And then I, th- I thought to myself, okay, yeah, I, it'll be tough, but I can, I know I can keep going from this. Yeah, so, awesome. So, really important to, to like recognize that that hit of confidence going into, like a, a big event, whatever it might be, uh, that hit of confidence with your preparation and knowing your plan, particularly knowing you as an individual. And just the fact that you now had it all laid out for you, that was that was critical to a, a really positive experience on race yeah. day, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, it, it it's funny. Like the, the the other thing that it meant was that like I because I, I'd read the blogs, I'd seen the YouTube videos as 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 if you're. I'm sure as everyone does oh, everyone, if they're yeah, 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 too, yeah, when when you're training. Yeah. yeah, and they're like what the recurring piece of advice was nothing new on race day, and so like no new socks, no new food, no yeah, new yeah. no new plan, no new yeah, pace or yeah, anything. Yeah. And so like doing all that was just sort of like it. It meant that you could just roll into race day and and. When we got, when we finally got there, we, we, it was, so, I mean, it was so, such a good day and the, the positive energy you get from the crowd, as you, as you said, there's no one cheering you on at the Kedron Brook on a Sunday morning, but like when you, you get so much from, from the, the, the event itself and it was, it was pretty special. Pretty special. So talk us through it, mate. You've woken yeah. up on, on, on race day and. Um, myself and, and your training partner, Beck, and then an, another mate of yours that you train with, Michael, we were off doing the half marathon. Yeah. Uh, and we left at six. You didn't leave till 20 past seven, I believe, or yep. half past yep. seven. Uh, and so were you nervous? Like, talk us through the feeling of race day. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Like, I I, I, I knew I'd done the work, so there was, a, there was a confidence there, but there's also, there is, there is anxiety about, 
the doing it for the first time yeah, yeah, am, am I going to be able to finish totally. or something like that but but I think I, it was great getting up with with so much energy in the house because yeah Beck and Michael they were doing the the half and they were doing that for the first time as well and so you, we get there um just milling around the the start line while you, you guys are all out <laughs> sweating it out yeah, in 15k yeah. in and it, it was, I mean, it was, it was a pretty good day for it. It rained a little bit before the event, but the actual marathon was, was nice was, and dry. It was really. nice and dry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I was just sort of pacing around, sort of, you see, you're seeing everyone doing the same thing. Everyone's got headphones in, head down, sort of just visualizing what the, <laughs> what the plan is, doing a bit of stretching, a bit of nervous jumping on the spot yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was, so the gun goes off and, you, you realize, I, I think more than other events, you realize you're running with serious runners. Like, and that was, that was um, for me, something that like everyone around you looks like they can do a marathon. <laughs> and it's like, it's a little bit intimidating in it a is, sense. Because like, yeah. like, you turn up to Bridge to Brisbane and there's people dressed as clowns and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, people yeah. who are just out for a, a casual jog but you're like, you're like oh wow we're in the <laughs> we're in the big leagues here yeah. so but I look I went out and I had a, a mentality that I was just gonna chunk out the race into yeah. I'm glad you mentioned this because yeah. I'm not gonna ask you after yeah, yeah. I, I was I like for running 42 k's is like especially thinking about the full 42 k's on the start line is is a real way to mess your head up yeah, like yeah. before you even get going because you you sort of you will hurt along the way and the last thing you want to be thinking about is 37k to go <laughs> 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 so so for me like i know what running 10k feels like yeah. and i um have yeah as i said i've done that for years and so for me it was it was about running three lots of 10k yeah getting to that 32k mark or three three and a bit lots of 10k yeah. and at that 32k mark visualizing that as the halfway point yes. because i thought mentally in terms of my in the energy that i'm going to have to put in to keep myself going that's that's really going to be the the yeah. halfway point for me so so I, I, I did that and, and it's amazing on the on the day how much easier it is because there's people lining the Gold Coast uh, all the way down to, yeah. to Burley where you turn around and you go through Surface Paradise and there's there's crowds and kids and things like that. Yeah. You get so much energy from that and you you see the 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 amazing leaders coming back and that gives you the adrenaline because you're like well look at those guys they're there amazing. they're amazing oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. and so so i got through the the first 10 no dramas got through the second 10 no dramas and um it was actually it was actually funny it was I, in my head i'd built that 32k point up as going to be like that last 10k is going to going to really mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. and and what i found was that it was actually probably about the 27k mark 15k to go which i think was probably the hardest part of the race for me yeah okay because it 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 was it was that point where you're not you're not close enough to see the end finish line yeah and there was this i can remember picture her very um distinctly in my mind but there was this um 
Japanese lady holding a sign that said 15k to go and cheering people on with this sign that oh, said 15k to go. <laughs> and I thought, that is not motivating. No, 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 no. One foot in front of the other. Yeah, you can do anything. But I think I think everyone's got that point in the race where they have that moment of doubt and you yeah. get past that and, and you push, push beyond that. And for me, I just sort of stuck got back on track thinking don't worry about the race it's just i'm 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 in my third set of 10k here i'm yeah, like let's just yes. let's just get to the the 32k mark and uh and 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 not not worry about the whole race in itself so um, yeah it's interesting isn't it because th- there's there's a, a real tendency and um forgive me if i don't articulate this as well as i'm i'm trying but when we're talking about chunking and visualizing and breaking that big beast down and whatever goal you're after, this analogy can be used for that. But we're, we're essentially trying to not let ourselves get past a point. But remember, we, with our knee and everything in the background that you guys have all heard, we can't run too quick. It's not like we're trying to run a 10K run as quick as we can because we've got to be mindful there's another 10 afterwards. So yeah. you've always got this little voice in the back of your head going, hey, wait, you know, you're yeah. only running 10, but you've actually got to run another three and a half of those. Yeah. And so there's this, there's almost this, you know, the definition of intelligence entertaining two, you know, um, completely yeah. opposing thoughts at the one time. You've got to not let yourself go too far beyond that visualization. But when you do, it's really important to come back and focus on the things that you can control, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I should mention as well the other thing that really gave me a huge boost at that point I was struggling was that by this time Beck had finished and Michael had finished and they'd come and driven to where I, where I was there, yeah, where yeah, I, yeah, they yeah, found yeah. a spot on the sidelines and 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 yeah and my my mum came down as well and, yeah. and and she was there as well and and they they were little boost that that cheering gave me like three k's of fresh legs Isn't after that, that. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they they did that two more times in the race but it was uh like you you if you're really like i think if 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 someone's at that point in their training where they're doing those long runs i think it's important to remember exactly what you said before that you, when you're training you don't have that extra energy that you'll get on race day from the people around you and yeah, so yeah. so it's it's um a very different it, experience it is to, a bit yeah yeah okay so mate um you've got to, to 32 k's it wasn't as hard that last little part i'm, I'm hearing as you may have sort of built it up to be um yeah. you've got through the 27k mark and you've you've got your, your second win so to speak yeah uh talk us through the last 10 and, and then the, the, the final bit yeah so i mean uh, yeah it was it was tough it, it was a tough thing and I, I think it's 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 why you do the marathon you do the marathon for a challenge and that and that's really where where uh where it hits you but i i so in that sense i couldn't i couldn't like chunking that into 10 kilometers was too much for me so yeah. instead i instead i said well, that's really just park run twice, and yeah, like, nice. cool. I, like it was basically five kilometers north, and then you turn around and it was basically yeah, five cool. kilometers back, and so I, I, crossed. You basically at that point you're almost at the start line again. Yep. So there's lots of people. You get a bit of a, a boost there, but then like I was, I was, at that point, you're. 
I think the most important thing I learned in training is that when I walk, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so I didn't want to walk, and I just sort of wanted in my head to visualize where where I where would I be at any point in time on my the home track, the park run yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I sort of like the the clock, the K's would tick up, and I'd I'd uh, I'd say, okay, I'm I'm crossing the bridge at at near Gympie Road here, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and like yeah. that that really helped me. Something and, very and, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, at that point, you, I also got a lot out of the fact that like, this is why you're doing the event. Like, this is why it's uh, special to say you've done a marathon because you, you, you're, you're like, we're very lucky to be able to voluntarily put ourselves in these challenging, challenging situations. So it's like, it's, yeah, I, I just would, I had, had thought about all this ahead of time, but I just kept coming back to sort of trying to keep my mindset positive and focused on focused on that little segment um and and i i yeah i i had some in the back of my mind i i I had some thinking that like if i really really struggled that all i'd do is i'd I'd just think about pick a pick a point a couple of hundred meters in the distance like that post i'm just going to run to that post and then celebrate that then pick another thing yeah. and and that helped a little bit as well but i yeah. i found that just just like i i like making sure i was just in on that segment that i said i was i was going to just forget forget, forget, about, forget about the rest yeah. and, and then at some point i think the other thing is at some point you get close enough to the finish line that you just like it it at that point in there's no one's going to stop you no, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That last little bit. Yeah. And then, mate, the last little bit, the, you know, there was people falling around everywhere and here comes this beautiful big smile uh, that runs <laughs> through and, and gives me a high five and you just look like you could have done it again. You know, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, tell us about that feeling crossing the line. How was that? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was great. So if, if, I, if for the people listening who haven't ran the... Gold Coast Marathon or half or it, um, you basically come through this tunnel where where the course narrows and there's there's people lining it. There's a there's a grandstand there basically with people watching, and you really feel like you're in. The, they call it the shoot, and you yeah, really, yeah. you feel like you're you could be the <laughs> you could be running across the the uh, finish line at first of it, yeah, but like yeah. the way the energy you get across that. And I mean, I, I, I was sort of looking out for everyone and I'm thinking, oh, I hope I see everyone. And, and of course, yeah, um, Beck and mum and, and Michael and Luke are all, all there. I high five them. And then I see you, give you a high five. Oh, it was just the greatest. It was like, cross, it meant that it didn't matter that I was 42K and I just uh, had that last little boost of energy yeah. across the finish line. It was great. Such a, um, such a moment. Uh, your mum was proud and we're all, you know, hugging and um and just getting our photos with the man afterwards and then he pulls out a foam roller and a golf ball and sits down <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud I was I, I, I should have tear them <laughs> well see that's where there yeah, that's where you get like like I, that's something I learned from training that like I I knew my calves were going they were throughout the build up that's that's where I I knew I'd be hurting and so uh, I had a plan in place and again it's all about like just controlling the things you can control to make sure that those little things in the back of your head don't come out and and uh 
and cause you to have a meltdown. Yeah, on the, on the doubts become monsters. Uh, yeah. you, you articulated it really well where you, you were saying just crossing those off earlier, crossing those off so that you knew what you were actually dealing with rather than letting them build up to these massive anxieties and, and worries, which is great. Mate, before you took on such a big thing and, you know, we can draw a lot of life analogies from the, the marathon and you're about to take on a pretty big thing in the NBA and, uh, and it's, you know, it's such an exciting point in your life. What, what advice do you think you'd give to yourself you know, way back before the prep had started, before we knew about the knee, before we knew any of that? What, what do you think would be you know, a couple of pieces of advice that you might give yourself? I think, um, like I, as I said to you before, I, I'd, I'd done a few halves before and, and I'd sort of, now, like I, in, in the lead up to even preparing for my second half, I, I was thinking about a marathon at that point, but I think it never really took off because I, I didn't have the, like the, the, the plan in place that I needed. And I, I, I think for me, with my knee and just generally I've, I've, I've always been someone that can motivate myself to go for a run. Mm -hmm. And whereas I'm more likely before that, I was more likely to skip the, the core workout that you need or the, the, like when you go for that distance, you you need to have some strength behind you. And so, so I think like in hindsight, um, it was the perfect time to take on this challenge because we'd been doing some, some strength training and, and I was in, I had some some really strong foundations, so I think I think that's important. I think I think if you haven't done a half before you've done a full, I think I think you, you that that as an intermediate step is good, even if it's it's part of the program as yeah. as it was yeah. in 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 my program. Um, and for me, the, the the consistency of and that that was as you said, you put you made me up the thing. I put it on the fridge, yeah. and just that that. That is, um, like, even even the thought of at the very beginning running thirty two sounded crazy, yeah. R- running twenty one sounded crazy. But when you when you start with a program that you build those k's each week, suddenly like, oh, that's only two three k's further than I did last week. Yeah. It, that makes it sound much more achievable, and and you, yeah, in no time you you're doing distances that you thought were crazy yeah, yeah it's 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 pretty crazy how you keep pbing every week because you keep running further than you've ever done before it's, yeah. uh, it, well it was a it was a privilege and a, a pleasure to be a part of um the prep and and what's been a really great 18 months that we've sort of known each other it's yeah. um it's a friendship that i hope will continue and look forward to um to our next update mate and hear how the nba is going jack's now on the the, the distance body weight program. So even those 2,000 Ks away, I've still written him out a program that's going to go on his foot. Uh, <laughs> and he's got to, got to keep up his, his fitness while he's in Melbourne doing doing that. Mate, the next little bit for you, you, you so you're flying down um, this weekend and then you start next week. Yeah. What's the plan? Like you do it in three trimesters or something? Yeah, yeah. How does it work? Yeah. So it's a, it's a full-time program for one year, but... Um, yeah, that the it's pretty intense. I'm going in next straight next week full time Monday to Friday. Um, there's yeah over the next six months three semesters that are about eight nine weeks in length with assignments at the end and exams and that. So 
it's I guess they've got to cram a lot into into twelve months to to make it happen. But I I mean I it, it's it's that's how, that's what you want I think like it it it's a commitment to step out of the workforce for twelve months and yeah. and so to get I want to get the most out of this and 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 yeah I'm, I can't wait <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 just focus on that segment each yeah. time well yeah. um well thanks so much for sharing mate uh, really really appreciate all your efforts and all your time uh, and all that consistency throughout. Um, guys, if you'd like to ask any questions of Jack, obviously we're going to stay mates, so um, feel free to, to write us in, uh, and I hope you've got as much out of this as I have, mate. Thank you yeah. very, very Thanks much. Thanks very much, Sean. It's been a great ride. <laughs> it has. It has.